listening to the Success Leaves Clues podcast, where we're having conversations with regular people doing outstanding and legacy-changing things in corporate America and entrepreneurship. If you're looking for the blueprint to help you make less mistakes on your journey to freedom and ultimate purpose, then this is the podcast for you. And now, here's your host, Dr. K. Dr. K. David, you got the whole breakdown behind you of uh, what it takes to get a million dollars, man. I love it because a lot of people don't even know what it is to have that goal, right? They got it set. They say, hey, I want to be a millionaire, but they don't know what it takes to achieve that. Um, was it ever a goal of yours to be rich? Um, man, ever since I was a little kid. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> honest, honest to God, man, you know, I, um, I, I, I didn't grow up. Uh, rich, I didn't, you know, none of that stuff was in the stars for me particularly. Um, so when I think about what I wanted out of the life, you know, when I was a kid, I had the Lamborghini poster up. I had, you know, all, you know, the, the nice cars. I used to check out the hip hop magazines, you know, like that stuff was very appealing to me because I was a Puerto Rican kid growing up in the Bronx, you know, we were poor and, 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 you know, and and still, my mom and my stepdad provided a, a decent life for my brother and I, and so I always used to just imagine to myself, if I can hit higher numbers, imagine the life I could provide for myself, or imagine the life mm-hmm. I could provide for my kids, right? And so, you know, you hear a lot of different opinions about money. You know, money isn't everything. Money doesn't buy happiness. Money, money, money. You know. And in my opinion, a lot of that shit is just statements poor people say to make themselves feel better about being poor. I think money is a strong, it's the strongest tool on the planet. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. And it is a tool that can be used for so many things. It could be used to create charities. It could be used to cure diseases. It could be used to buy yourself a yacht equally, right? Yeah. And so I've I'm, I'm, when it comes to, I guess, my mentality, as you know, I like if you were to look at a profile chart of me, I will always put financial opportunities in front of other things. And over the years, you know, I'm I'm 47 in a couple months, right? So over the years, you start to learn that it's not all about the money, but everything you do should equate to something, right? Okay. And so, so I started, you know. Um, I guess the word is becoming more humble, having more humility in my heart, you know, and then it becomes about how many people can I help? And in the cons, the consequence of helping these people will be that money will come flowing through the doors. Right. Yeah. Uh, because it's, you know, we do a lot of free stuff, but we do a lot of paid events, you know? And so the money does come, it shows up. And, and I always tell people I, I operate three, three businesses. And I tell people, when you see this sign removed from the wall, it means that all three businesses have accomplished this. Mm. Right. And, and that's the win right there. And when you look at the numbers, really isn't that hard. No, 
You know, like a lot of people, you know, they 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 say a million dollars is a lot of money, which is crazy because nowadays it's not like not so yeah. much, right? And you know, it used to be it used to be a lot of money. Now, million dollars, you'd be lucky if it buy you a nice house in a nice neighborhood, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but when you look at numbers backwards and you start to really dissect what those numbers could become if you just focused on one day at a time. This is what this chart does. Basically yeah. says if you make $2,739 a day, you'll hit a million dollars a year. 2700 bucks is not that hard to do. You know what I mean? I know yeah. Uber drivers that are knocking out 1500 bucks a week, $2,000 a week, $2,500 oh. a week, depending on the car they drive. You know? So the opportunity for us exists more than it ever has in the history of America. You know, 1950s used to look at America and America was very blue collar. Um, and the only rich people were the people who employed the blue collars, you yeah. know. And now opportunity is so ridiculous. It's incredible. Like you can you could become a multifaceted millionaire running a podcast like you do. You could become a multimillionaire sitting in your chair at home with a couple computer monitors and a decent computer doing marketing for people doing uh, graphic design for people, uh, running AI operation in the background for people. All you got to do is dedicate, find one task and go with it. It's not hard to make money now. David, you're a wealth of knowledge, brother. And um, it, it, it really struck me seeing that uh, board behind you. So I had to start off with that. But I don't want to skip over the people who may not have already been introduced to you. I mean, you're famous in your own right, but there's probably a couple of people <laughs> that, that need to know who you are. You are David Kurz. You are a uh, you know real estate professional, a trainer, a coach, a mentor, um, multiple businesses. So, I, you know, entrepreneur. It, it's just amazing, brother, at all the things that you do. And I'm, I'm blessed to have you on the show today. Thank you, man. I appreciate that very much. And it, look, we were talking about that one board, but you missed the board next to it. So we'll get into that too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Mr. Monopoly. <laughs> and I see. Okay, I see it. The, the details was uh, a little far away, but I see it's got the the one B on there. Oh, yep. Yeah. So, so you know, after you hit a million, what's the next? Oh, right. Yeah. You know, it's the billion mark. And if you look at that particular piece, so when he sells this piece, he sells it with a hundred dollar bill on it's a hundred dollars, right? Mm -hmm. And so I reached out to him, I said, Hey, can I can I customize this? Can you make it a billion for me? Mm -hmm. And he said, Sure. I said, Great, because my goal was to do a billion dollars in real estate sales with my company. And so that's where that started. And then if you look Right there, where it's where it's supposed to say "In God We Trust," yep. it says "Incurs We Trust." <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that was, you know, that was a real big thing for me too. And then I kept that because for me that was, you know, all right. So I am right now probably close to eight hundred million dollars in sales in my career. So wow. now we should be able to hit a billion probably in the next 24 months, which is like insanity. Cause when that moment happens, that's going to be like something that I've had set in my heart for the last seven years, you know? So, so look, uh, once you're at, once you're at 800 million, right, this is a huge number. A billion does not seem far away, but when you first it? set that goal, when you were first looking at, you know, getting this, this picture or poster made, 
How obtainable did it seem at that time? It seemed impossible. Honestly, it really did seem impossible because what I did was I started calculating lifetime sales. And when I came up with the idea for this, um, I, I tabulated my sales, my team sales, and I was far. <laughs> far away. I was like at 150 million or 200 million, something like that, you know? And I was like, dude, like it's going to take me a really long time to hit a billion. But then you realize over the years, you scale, you level up, you do, you do a bunch of different things. For instance, we built a brokerage. We had 200 agents, you know, coaching 200 agents into success added to those numbers, you know, having a big team added to those numbers, having a successful team in multiple States added to those numbers. And so, so eventually through leverage and through building other people, you start getting your, to your goal much quicker, you know? And yeah. so what I did in the first seven years of my career, let's call it that right No, more than that, 10 years of my career in the next seven to eight years, I did like triple what I did mm. in the first, you know, 10. And I think, you know, I, I I think it's just normality. I think it's the the patience that people have to put in business nowadays, you know, because a lot of people are desperate to get rich right now, you know, and, and it like, you know, we started talking about a little bit opportunity exists is there. Yeah. But people want to like make it happen now. They don't, they're not patient enough anymore, you know, and I always come up with the, I come up with this analogy all the time and I say, you know, you back in the day when people fought with swords, right, you know, yeah. And and in order to be a swordsmith, in order to be like the guy that people go to to pick up their swords because they want to be have the best sword on the field, that guy had to be working, making swords for 30, 40, 50 years before they were considered a master. Yeah. Right. There was always another couple guys under that guy that were the apprentices and the apprentice would work for them for 20 years, 25 years before they were even allowed to work on their own sometimes, you know, and that's how yeah. much patience went into becoming the master of something. People now want to become the master of everything overnight. And I think they forget about that opportunity to be mentored an opportunity to work under somebody. And, you know, and, and I blame myself too, because when I first started in real estate, I'd just come out the Marine Corps and, you know, I was a badass and I thought I knew everything until I fell right <laughs> on my face 10 hundred times. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, and, and I didn't look for the mentorship. Not that there was a lot of mentorship available 18 years ago. It was a very different, different real estate market. You know, people didn't really want to help each other out. They didn't want to help you build your business. Is that the reason you kind of went off into starting a coaching and mentorship program? Because you saw the value in, in yourself, you know, the way it accelerated your business by having a mentor. It is. I, I think it plays a big part in it. Um, so one of the things is, you know, people people coach with me one on one. Um, I will admit that I'm not the cheapest coach, but that's mm. by design. Right. Um, and then Why is that? So it's by design, because what I realized was. If I was too cheap of a coach, people would hire me and then they would stay with me for two months and then they would bounce off. Uh -huh. And so they weren't super committed. And okay. the problem with that is that you can't accomplish anything with coaching in two months of coaching. Like there's nothing you're, you're going to get some tips and tricks and things like that. But the, like the real coaching is not there. 
So what we started doing, we raised the price significantly and, and we made minimum six month, six month contracts. Mm-hmm. And now the students that we get are extremely committed because they know they're in for six months for this high ticket item. And so when you meet with your clients every week, they've taken the next steps. They've done the homework. They did the work in their business, you know, and so it's a very different committed crowd of clientele. Right. Um, And then, but on the flip side of that, I also don't want to forget your average agent and your average agent in America does not make a lot of money. They make somewhere between 40 and $50,000 a year. The average agent in America sells four to six homes a year. That's it. You know, and, and, you know, when you're used to selling four to six homes a month or more, you just can't imagine living on four to six homes a year. Right. Right. And so, you know, and, and, I didn't want to, I didn't want to create a situation where I couldn't help more people. So, so we developed the the Freedom Achiever Academy. And so what we did was I took a crazy amount of time, man. When I tell you we have 300 on-demand coaching and training videos in the system. Some of them are a couple minutes long because I'm a big believer in bite-sized information as well. Like it's easier for someone to watch four, two to five minute videos than for someone to sit down and watch a 60 minute video. Yeah. It makes it digestible, right? Exactly. Take action on what they've they've seen rather than stretching it out too long. Yeah. And getting an abundant amount of information at one time and then just not knowing where to start when the video ends. Right. Mm -hmm. So we did these videos and we're 300 videos in by the end of the summer, by, by September uh, first will be 600 videos. And by December 31st, we'll be close to a thousand videos in the system. Mm-hmm. And what we did was we created, we've created, I mean, we outlined just about every single thing that you would ever need to know about selling real estate, selling mortgages or selling title. We want to, we want to be able to help everyone in the real estate industry as a whole, not just the real estate agent. And so although we'll have some classes on open houses and things of that nature, the majority of the sessions in there are really focused on marketing, sales techniques, um, uh, conversations, negotiations, closing tactics, things of that nature. And uh, we talk a lot about psychology of sales. We talk a lot about gestures, movement, uh, tone of voice, you know, the whole nine. Like, for instance, when we got on this call, and I was standing up, popped, ready to go, like ready to release a ton of energy. You were sitting yeah. down. We, I took a seat. Why? Because we would not have the matched energy. Now we have a matched energy, you know? And so I teach this and I teach, you know, real estate agents and 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 mortgage loan officers how to match the energy of their clients to be able to work with them better, how to create a personality within that allows you to match the personality they are exuberating, giving you externally, Right. And so, so why, is that, why, why is that important to uh, to match the energy? Wouldn't in my mind you would want to kind of bring them into your energy space? No. So so we're the trained professional, right? So we're we're the person. We are first of all, we are helping. Let's talk on the real estate agent side. We're helping somebody buy mm-hmm. or sell the largest thing they're probably ever going to buy or sell, yep. right? Like it is the most expensive item they're probably going to purchase in their lifetime. You know, they're going to park a normal, you know, car in front of this massive half a million dollar house or more, you know, 
and they're stuck paying this house for the next 30 years. And they're entrusting all of you to know exactly yeah. how to handle that process for them. So if you don't, they, they're already in a state of emergency from the moment they met you, they're excited, but they're in a state of emergency. And if you could match their energy, they're going to feel more comfortable with you. If you try to pull them out of their state of emergency, they're going to get more nervous, right? And you're going to lose people because my personality is very direct. My personality yeah. is very straightforward. My personality is a hundred miles an hour all the time, every time, right? Yeah. Not everybody's like that. I can't pull somebody who's analytical and a little more laid back and wants to read things twice before they sign it. I can't make them do what I do. But I, as a professional, can match them. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I could say, you want to read this twice? No problem. I'd be happy to go over it with you. Right. Versus, yeah. come on, man, sign the thing already. Let's get going. You're going to lose this deal. Now, if I meet somebody similar to me, that's that super high directive personality, it's now I can be my normal me. It's going to be much easier for me to be interactive with them. I can look at them and go, hey, man, if you don't sign this, we're going to lose this shit. Yeah. I can speak to them like that. And they're going to go, all right, D, I got you. Let's go. Right. But yeah. to someone who is a corrective or someone who is much more analytical, you can't you can't pull them that way. You have to match them. So. You know, we talk about uh, physical presence. We talk about someone sitting down at a table. When they sit down at the table, if they lean forward and they put their arms on the table to speak to you, you lean forward, put your arms on the table to speak to them. If they sit back in their chair and they cross their arms, you sit back in your chair a little bit. You cross your arms and put your feet down or something or whatever, you know, put your hands down. But you lean back. You don't get in their face if they're leaned back. Gotcha. Right. Okay. If they. If they level down their tone, you level down your tone. If they raise their tone, you raise your tone, right? You're matching. It's it's like we're dating right now. We'll go figure this out. Yeah. yeah. You know? And that's that's how you're going to find more success in that level. So going back to the academy, we're, we're teaching all of this inside the academy. And what my wife and I decided, we ran it through some really high-level coaches in the country. And every one of them said, what are you going to charge for this? And we said, $149 a month. And they go, you guys are out of your mind. Mm. Every single one of them was like, you need to be charging five, six, seven hundred dollars a month for this. Every single one of them, like yeah. they all went in, they saw what we were offering and they said, no, you got to do more than that. And we sat back, my wife and I, and I said, man, I really created this to be able to touch more people. Five, six, seven hundred bucks a month is a car payment. It's a lot sure. for people, yeah. you know, yeah, I said, so we're, we're eliminating a large part of the 1.9 million real estate agents in the country. Mm -hmm. And I said, I don't want to do that. So my wife was, you know, she goes, look, if the goal is to hit a million people's hearts, then we got to go the 149 route because 149 is much easier, right? It's not so high that it's not attainable and it's not so low that you'll ignore it. Yeah. Makes sense. It's like a sweet spot. So we went with 149 bucks a month for the freedom achiever Academy and we're launching this week. So as we speak, the first ads are being ran on social media. And uh, after we speak, I'm going to be pumping out a, a video that we created on social media so that people can get a, a view of what we created. And I'm really excited about it, you know, and the goal is to hit a million customers. 
We want to have a million people on the platform. That would be the most beautiful thing ever like witnessed in my life. You know? Yeah, it's fantastic. I like to see people. Um, like you said, your focus is to is to really give back and do it in a way that people can afford it and it can be a, obtainable for a lot of people. And anything I can do to help you get it out, to uh, you know, help share it on my platform, um, get the message out to people, let me know, and I'll definitely do it. I will. I appreciate that. But but I'm I'm kind of seeing a journey here, right? And so you got the training program, but before you did that, you had to be an outstanding agent yourself. But <laughs> even before that. What made you go from being a Marine? Why real estate? <laughs> <laughs> Man, so um, I got out of the Marine Corps because I earned a master's degree in international business. Mm. And, you know, again, I, we talked about how I grew up. And so, you know, you just imagine that if you got a master's degree, like there's a corner office waiting for you somewhere in Manhattan somewhere, right? <laughs> like, yeah. That's that's how you get to. And then, you know, harsh reality kicks in and goes, no, that's not it at all, actually, right? Like you got to put in 20 years of work before you get the corner, corner office in Manhattan, you know? You got yeah. to show up. You got to be the best salesperson, the best stockbroker, whatever it was. And I got a degree in international business because I knew I was going to be coming down to Miami. And I figured... What a perfect place to understand international business than one of the most, the largest melting pots in the country, right? Yeah. And so we, you know, we do a lot of international business in Miami. So ideally, I came here after the Marine Corps thinking, again, there's a big corner office for me down, downtown Miami somewhere. And I started applying for a bunch of jobs, it really didn't work out. I ended up getting a job at the Chrome Detention Center, which is where oh. criminals that are arrested and lose they they maybe they're on a green card or something like that okay so if if you become a criminal then you your status the america you do your time and then they put you in the incident center pending deportation and i remember one day i'm there and i'm about to get a raise I'm, I'm not even at this job for three months. And they tell me um, Homeland Security is taking over detention centers and you're going to get a raise to captain, which is going to put you at like 90,000 a year. OK. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm in. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. You know, and then I was sitting in the room and the guys in the room started getting a little rowdy. So I walked over. I was like, yo, man. You know, you guys got to calm down, man. Oh, man, this guy's doing this. This guy's doing that. I was like, listen, man, I don't I don't want to hear none of that. You know, and I'm I'm like, dude, you just got to calm down. You got to relax, man. Yo, whatever you took, give it back to him. Figure it out, bro. You grown men in this room. Yeah. You know, and I handled the situation peacefully. And I walked back to my little desk. It was like a big, it's actually a big desk and it kind of oversees the entire room. And I thought to myself, if that would have gone down a different direction. The door is locked from the outside. Mm -hmm. And the rules are that until the, 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 the SWAT squad gets to the, to the door, the door does not open. So these guys could beat on me for the next five minutes while, while the, yeah. you know, while, while the crew gets to the door, I can't run outside because the door is designed to be locked from the outside from central control locks. And I remember sitting there thinking, this is worse than Iraq. <laughs> you yeah. know, I said, what? Yeah. How did I, how did I get out of one uniform, one dangerous job in a uniform to get into another dangerous job in another uniform? I should have just stayed in. 
Yeah, and essentially you're incarcerated too while you're there. Yeah. Right? And Over so half I, your day. I said, um, <clears throat> I said, I'm not, I'm not going to do this anymore. So I started looking for another job and, and my cousin who was in mortgages at the time, this is pre 2008, right? So the market is like insanity <clears throat> to get your real estate license. And I said, well, what about mortgages? She says, no, you don't want to do mortgages. She goes, you're too good at speaking to people and mortgage people usually behind a computer and a phone. You know, she yeah. said, you got to be out there. You got to be an extrovert that you are and be out there, you know? And so I got my real estate license and I did nothing with it. And um, I ended up getting a job. Yeah. So, it, but you know what, man, God put steps in front of you, you know? Okay. And so I ended up getting a job with a company called Core Pack Steel Products. I'll never forget uh, George Waldenberg was CEO of that company. He's a great guy. I sit down to interview with him and he says, I'm going to hire you. And he goes, I'm going to put you in my sales department and I'm going to teach you everything you know. And he goes, but understand this. I'm not hiring you because of experience because you have no experience in sales. <laughs> he goes, I'm hiring you because of your experience in the Marine Corps. And he mm -hmm. said, I know that unlike most of the guys on my sales floor, you're going to show up on time. You're going to do the job and you're going to do what you're supposed to do while you're here. And yeah. that's all I need from you. I can teach you the rest. That guy taught me how to sell. Right. And his brother, Edel, was a beast in mm -hmm. sales. And they taught me how to sell. And from the first year I was there for the next five years, I was the number one salesperson on his floor. And then the opportunity for sales manager came up and I sat yeah. in his office and I said, man, I want that sales manager position. And he said, I can't give it to you. And this is where reality started to sink in that I was going to be in that cubicle for the rest of my life. And so I asked him, why, why, why not? You know, I'm, I'm the best guy you have on the floor. He goes, that's exactly why. If I take you mm -hmm. off the floor, we lose a large percentage of our sales. It was too good. Too good right. to for promotion. Right, right. And so I, and to me, that just never made sense because to me, I felt like if you would have made me sales manager, maybe I would have taught the rest of the team how to do what I was doing and help them all come up enough to surpass whatever I was doing. Sure. And, sure. Um, and so from that day forward, I started to call my, my cubicle, my coffin. And that's mm -hmm. like, you know, the mind is really powerful, man. Like as soon yeah. as you start saying, I'm going to go back to my coffin. You already know, like that's your, that you don't want to be there anymore. And so I started doing real estate part-time. And I said to myself, I'm going to make X amount of dollars, which was basically four months of, of whatever income I would have earned. Um, and, you know, for the first time in my life, I'm making like a buck 50, a buck 80 a year. I'm like driving a Cadillac. I live in a penthouse apartment, you know, like I'm doing it. You know, all the dreams are starting to come to fruition, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then um I ended up moving down to to uh an area called Homestead, Florida, and and the company was in Aventura. And that added to the stress because this is an hour and a half to work every day, an hour and a half back. So when I decided to get into real estate full time, I was waking up at four o'clock in the morning. I was driving to the LA Fitness in Aventura. I was hitting LA Fitness at 5 a.m. Yep. I would work out till 6 a.m. I would take a shower, change in the gym there, and I would head to the office early. I'd be there by 7.30. I didn't have to start work till 9. Mm -hmm. And so I would head to the office and I would go into one of the, the break room and I would work on my real estate business from the break room in the morning. 
And then from nine to 12, I would sell carbon steel pipes for oil and water and bridges yep. and piling and all that stuff. And then from 12 to one, I would pack something to eat. And so from 12 to one, I would go back to the little cafeteria, little break room. I would eat my lunch and I would work on my real estate. And then I would go back to work from one to five at five o'clock. I would go to a Starbucks down the street from five to seven. So I can avoid the big traffic. I would yeah. work on my real estate business from seven to nine. I would show properties if they were, if, if I had some showings and then from nine to 10, I would try to figure out my way back home, 10 to 12, I would continue to work on my real estate business. Like if I had to write contracts or I had to follow up on something or a client needed something or setting up an MLS search or whatever the case was. I would go to bed around midnight and I would wake up at four o'clock in the morning the next day and do it all over again. And that's how committed I was to stepping out of the coffin and going into real estate full time. And I've been at it ever since. Man, that's that's an amazing story because you're not the only person who sees their current job or their current situation as a coffin. But very few people are willing to do what's necessary to escape that reality or change it into their perceived, you know, reality, what their end goal needs to be. And they're just stuck. It's, it's comfort, man. It's comfort. You know, you, you hate your job, but you make 150, $180,000 a year. It's hard to walk away from that job. It's even harder to walk away from that job, knowing that you are going to work for yourself and that there's no guarantee for a next paycheck, Yeah, you know? So a lot of people have difficulty with that. And I, man, I had this guy I was talking to one day and he's, I said, man, I wish everyone could find a way to become ultimately massively successful. And he said, I don't want that. I said, why, why would you say that? And he said, because if everyone was ultimately massively successful, who would serve all of us a meal? Right. Who would work at McDonald's? Don't you like McDonald's? You know? Yeah. And and I remember thinking about that and going, man, everybody has a passage in, a, an, in life and you choose your passage. You know, I just read an article the other day. Um, I think it was Burger King or KFC like that. This guy, you know, uh, the company gave him a big check for not missing one day of work for 25 years. Mm. Worked 25 years for this fast food store. Never missed one day of work. And here's the crazy part. The news about the big check got so viral that his daughter created a GoFundMe for him. And yep. now he has an additional half a million dollars from people all over the country. Golly. You know, this guy's going to retire good. 25 yep. years, never missed a day of work. He that's That was his path, man. That was his path. You know, sometimes we just got to look at what we're doing, even if it's, Making you a lot of money, like I said, I was doing really well. I had my nice Cadillac. I was doing good. I was so happy, you know. But I was only happy until I I realized that my goals in life were limited. At that job, I wanted to do more. I wanted to create more. And sometimes that passion supersedes whatever income you're making. And if so, if you're sitting at a job right now that you feel like is your coffin. And you know that you have a massive passion for something. Start working on that passion part time and see if it makes you some money. You know, for everybody's different. Could be car mechanics, could be real estate, could be, yeah. you know, financial opportunities, could be insurance, selling life insurance, right? Like somebody has to do that. 
you yeah. know, I would never do that. It doesn't interest me at all. Right. But I own life insurance. Right. Pay for it every month. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, somebody's got to do it. I think all of us have a path. You know, all of us have a path. But like you said earlier, we're, we're in an age right now where there's so much opportunity and there's so much access to the opportunity, the information to start, the resources that you need, the education you need. And so if somebody has that desire, you know, now's the time, you know, plug in with, um, you know, stuff on social media, you got podcasts like this one that people can learn from and, and, and see somebody like you, Dave, that, that actually did it and uh, hopefully encourage them to emulate that. I mean, look, I, man, I, I can't wait till one day we're sitting down talking and I tell you, man, we hit a million clients because for me, that's going to be like just plain insanity. You know, it's going to mean that we have positively affected a million people around the world or around the country. Um, and, and whether it was small, tiny positive impact or it was a massive impact, like to know that we were a part of it. That's just gonna mean the world to me, and and to everyone out there that's listening to this, the opportunities, they just exist. They're there. Like, go on Chat GPT and say, uh, what you know, if you love working on engines, like, what jobs can I get as a if I have a passion for working on engines? Like, just ask it that question, see what it tells you. You know, um, it just the I can't even express enough. But I'll put it to you like this. The third business that 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 we have. So our first business is real estate sales. We we operate a real estate team here in South Florida. And uh, and real estate sales is the first business. The second business is the coaching business. Right. So yep. I coach one on one. And now we're launching the online academy on demand style. The next business was born by itself. And, it you know, I joke because from I love marketing. I'm a marketing geek. Like anything that has to do with marketing and advertising, I'm taking a class, I'm watching something, you know, that is a hobby. Until somebody says they want to pay you for your hobby and then it becomes a business, yeah. right? And so that's exactly what happened to me. You know, I taught a class, a uh, 3-day mastermind we charged $750 a head for folks to show up. And for 3 days we went in on how to utilize AI technology, advertising tactics to create and, and create funnels to create more real estate business for yourself. Mm. And at the end of the class, the number one question was, Dave, man, this is great. This is a ton of information. I feel like I know so much, but I don't think I have the time to do all of this. Can you do all this? Can we hire okay. you to do all this? And all of a sudden, you're sitting around and you're going, well, yeah, I can. I mean, I got the staff, I got the people, I know what to do. So yes, I can do this. All right. Well, how much is it? X, X, X. Okay. I'm in. Mm. You're like, what, what just happened? You know? Yeah. And so, so that's why, you know, just kind of reverting back a little bit. If you got a passion, figure out what things you could do with that passion and start doing it part-time and see who's willing to pay you for it. I mean, there are people out there that do so much stuff. I got a good buddy of mine that wraps boats and cars, you know, and he's yeah. been doing it for 15 years and he's good. Like we went out yesterday, uh, full disclosure, we went out yesterday, a super nice VIP party post uh, uh, Miami Grand Prix, you know, 
And, and we were invited by the guy that he did a helicopter pad for. Uh-huh. And so he he cut out the design for a helicopter pad with the guy's logo and everything in his quote, his saying around the logo. And and it said, if you see this, you're having fun. And the guy's logo is like a, almost like a smiley face, you know, and he's, okay. a, he's, a, he's a yacht broker, the guy that he did this for. And so by doing that job for him in a shorter period of time, he said to him, I want you to come to my VIP party and so forth. So, on. so they invited us. We went and. And I got to meet the guy and the guy says, I cannot tell you how important it was for me to get this job done. He said, I have a helicopter pad with my logo on it, on my vision board. Wow. And he said, now my logo went on this helicopter pad, 32 flights came in and out, dropping off every superstar in the world. That got picked up at the Miami Grand Prix and then dropped off at this helicopter pad so they can get to their yacht or they can get to the airport. And he said, not only that, but it's a one year contract. And I live across the bay in one of the top units. And he goes, and every morning I'm going to walk out on my balcony for the next year and look at my logo on that helicopter pad. (laughs) And I was like. Man, you know, <laughs> and I said, how does that, you know, how does that end up on your vision board? And he said, he said he was getting interviewed for a job and they flew him out to London and the room that they gave him at the hotel overlooked the helicopter pad and the company name of the company that was looking to hire him was on the helicopter pad. And he yeah. said, I'm going to have that one day. And so obviously. So, so that's what I like about um, proximity and exposure, right? So. There, there's some things that can be had from having a friend like you, right? I, I live a comfortable lifestyle, but if I come to somebody, you know, like your presence and I say, wow, he has three businesses, he's doing this, you might have a yacht, you got some things, right? And now it expands my mind and it opens me up to possibility. So I'm like, okay, now this is possible. Not that I'm not happy with my life, but now I see, you know, what's able to be had in this life and how I can expand on what I already have. And it's a, and, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a slippery slope sometimes, man, because, you know, we're supposed to be grateful for what we have. Yeah. And so, and I think you and I are both extremely grateful for what we have in our lives. We got, you know, I mean, I know your, your wife, we both got great wives. We both got great homes. We both live comfortable lifestyles. You know, we got good people around us and, and, I'm grateful for all of that. Yeah. But I still want more. Yeah. And and sometimes the closest people to you will look at you and go, man, like, do you really have to put in 14, 15 hour days? Like, do you really have to, you know, set time aside for a podcast like this? Like, do you really have? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because the more content we're creating, the more we get back to the world, the more that we get to grow. And yep. so for for me, I'm I'm not I'm nowhere near done yet, but I have a time limit. Mm. When I'm 55, I'm going to strategically slow down. Okay. So by the time I'm 55, I need to accomplish everything that I have set out for myself. Mm. And when I say strategically slow down, I mean me personally being able to take somebody else that has come up with me, put them in my position and take a step back and let them roll the company. Right. Become the chairman instead of the CEO. Yeah. 
you know, and it's that makes it, a lot and, of sense. And that's that's a great plan. When you talk about being grateful, obviously, I know I know you're grateful. I know you do a lot of gratitude things. You know, start your day off with that type of stuff. I'm a very grateful person too. But un- unlike you, I was in the army, right? So <laughs> when, when I joined the army, we had a motto: it was "Be all you can be." They changed it. I believe there's some talks of them changing it back. But I live off of "Be all you can be," and so it's not that I'm not happy with my level of income with the cars, with the house, I just know within me, I'm not there yet. There's more that I can become. There's more that I can do. There's more I can do for other people. And so that's what kind of pushes me personally. Is like, I'm not, I know I'm not done, right? I know I got more yeah. growth in me. Yeah. And that's why I say it's a slippery slope because for, for people like us, we're probably never going to stop. Like every time I tell my wife that at 55, I'm strategically sold down, she just laughs. Yeah, right. She's like, there's no way in the world you're slowing down, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and, but I think I might have to if I want to live till I'm 95 because it is mm-hmm. stressful what we do. You yeah. know, it is stressful. It is, it is, you know, it, it can put pressure on your life. It can, you know, add a few more gray hairs. It can, like all that stuff. It, it, it's not easy to own and operate a business. It's not easy to adjust your business during market shifts. It's not easy to hire people. It's definitely not easy to fire people. It's just, yeah. you know, owning a business can be very stressful. And so, you know, what I, when I say it's a slippery slope, it's you and I have chosen to slip and slide all over that slope. We're all right with it. We're okay. We're going to be fine. But what I do, what I do want to say is as much as I want to encourage people to be all they can be in their world, um, I also want to encourage people that if they're good and they're grateful for where they are and they feel accomplished, that's okay too. Yeah. Because I never want to, I never want to look at somebody who is making $70,000 a year, $60,000 a year, lives in a nice home, drives a decent car, has a great family. And it's okay going home every day from work and turning on Netflix and laughing with his kids over a cartoon because you will miss a lot of those opportunities going our route. Yeah. And Absolutely. so, you know, it's, it's a pick and choose kind of thing. And I'll tell you where this comes from. I used to teach classes and coach real estate agents about being top producers. Like, ah, you gotta be everything. You gotta sell everything, yeah. you know, you gotta dominate, kill, you know? And, um, and I had this, this lady come up to me and she said, look, you know, Dave, I love your classes. I love coming here. You know, I love being a part of this. She said, but I have zero interest in being a top producer. And when she said that, like my mind blew up. Like I didn't even know how to process that information at the time. Like, you know, that's where I was in my world at the time. And so thank God that somehow a filter rolled in and what I really wanted to say didn't come out. And the words why came out. Mm. I just said, why? And she said to me, I need to make $60,000 a year. Again, in my head, I'm like, who lives on $60,000 a year? Like, ah, you know, because yeah. that's what my mindset was at the time. And and she said to me, my townhouse is paid off. I drive a Corolla. I'm good. You know, my car cost me 190 yes. bucks a month yeah. or something like that. You know, she said, I have three boys and I'm a single mother. She said, it is more important for me to go to baseball games, basketball games, uh, gymnastics, dance, art. Like she said, I want my boys to be well-rounded men 
And they, there's no father for them at home to teach them that. So I got to take them out into society for them to learn and earn that. And she said to me, so I positioned myself to live a comfortable life with my, with my little men and put those boys into everything I can possibly put them into. And I only need 60 grand a year to do it. I could feed them. I can pay the taxes on my house yep. and I can pay for all their extracurricular activities. Can you teach me how to do that? And that humbled me instantly because I realized that not everyone wants to sell a billion dollars in real estate. Not everyone cares for that at all. Not everyone cares for the accolades, the awards, the this and that, like those things I don't care about either. But, you know, some people do. So everybody's put on this planet to do something very different. And that woman, this was, God, maybe seven years ago, six, seven years ago, that happened to me. And, and I sat down with her one-on-one -on -one several times to help her put a plan into effect to make 60 maybe $65,000 a year. You know, I tried to push her a little bit, like, come on, 70, 70, you know, ass, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, um, and, and I don't, I haven't heard from her in a while. Uh, but I promise you the passion that she had for those boys, those little men right now are in good place. Like I promise you that. And it was because she was not willing to sacrifice the time with them to do this. Yeah. Like you right. said, it is a trade-off. So when it you, you you have a goal, um, you know, for your business, you'll have a strategic plan to get to a million users. What's that? What's that going to cost you? And I don't mean monetarily. I mean like like your transition from selling the steel company, right? And then you had to work those hours and you had to make that sacrifice. What's this next goal going to cost you? It's going to cost me a lot of family time. It's going to cost me a lot of airtime because I'm going to be on, on an airplane often, probably traveling often. Mm. Um, it's I'm going to be doing what I love, but it's going to cost me time at home, time with my wife, time with my kids. Um, I'll be missing some volleyball games. You know, I'll be missing some practices. I'll be missing some tournaments. Yeah. Um, and I try to make as many of them as I can now before the madness really begins. And and I know what the madness is like because we've already built before. And um, to get to a million users, it's going to take me being in front of a million people and those million people saying, "I want to, I want to sign up for your platform." And so when you think about if I go to one event and that event has five hundred to six hundred, maybe a thousand people in it, how many more events do I have to do to stand in front of a million people? Wow. And the crazy part is to get a million people to sign up, I probably need to stand in front of 2.5 million people to get a right. million people to buy into what I'm selling. Yeah. And um, so it's going to, it's, it, you know, it's it, like, even right now, I feel a little emotional about it because I know what I'm going to have to sacrifice to get there. It's going to be, you know, not making decisions on the color of the house when it gets painted. It's going to be not, you know, coming home and seeing the backyard ripped up and wife says, hey, man, we, it needed to get done. And, you know, you weren't here to pick a tile. So I picked the tile. Yeah. And and, you know, and all of that stuff I've learned to live with. And I'm OK with that because I'll look at her and go, that's great, honey. I'm sure it's going to be beautiful. And I keep rolling, you know, and and my wife, I think it it takes an incredible partner to support something like that, because my wife is 
uh, insanely awesome. And so when I have these really, really big ideas, because I don't know how to think small. So when I have these really, really big ideas, she sits back and she goes, oh, shit, here we go. Everybody strap up. Buckle up. Buckle up. You know, put your seatbelt on because we're about to go for a ride. And this ride's going to be like four years long. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and she's so down for it, man. And she supports me tremendously. And the best part is, you know, she's in the business, too. Um, she helps me tremendously with the coaching platform. She's the one creating all the tests. So if the questions are hard, that's her fault, not my fault. Uh, <laughs> and, um, she, she, when, when the kids are doing something else or like, there's no requirement for us to be at anything with the kids and I'm traveling mm-hmm. she'll roll with me, you okay. know? And so, and she'll back me up. She supports me. When I do local conferences. She's like, like my head of state, you know what I mean? Like she's running around making sure everything's right. So I can focus on, you know, our guests or the stage time, the speakers, the music, the videos playing, like all that stuff, you know? And, and now we're hosting in a, uh, you know, like a small one day conference here, June in June next month. And so she's going in on finding locations, finding AV people doing that kind of stuff. So I can just focus on who's going to be my speakers, what kind of platform we're going to develop, creating the curriculum, doing the timeline, downloading the music, like doing all that stuff. Um, you know, going through funnel creation with my assistant, like having him create the funnels for the sales of the tickets, like just, she is incredible. And then on top of all of that, on top of having to do so much for me, she still does what she does for a living. And yeah. she's, the best freaking mom there is, right? So I don't know how she does it. People always look at me and go, I don't know how you do it, Dave. And I go, look around me. Yeah, she she's incredibly successful on her own. And y'all are incredibly successful together. Mm-hmm. And like you said, and then you still got motherly duties and you still want to be an individual too, right? So you still yeah. want to have some me time and some personality in all of that as well. So it's yeah, then she's got it. She's exhausted and she's got to hear me complain that we don't spend enough time together, <laughs> you know? So we, we dip, you know, we'll have like, we found some hole in the wall bar down the street from our house. It's been there for like 50 years, super cool little spot. We didn't even know existed. Yeah. And so now we're just like, we'll pop in there and have a couple glasses of wine, chill, talk. You know, we try, we look at each other and we go, okay, we're going to try to spend an hour together and not talk about work. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's try it. And then we just stare at each other. We're like, all right, fine. Let's talk about work. <laughs> I, I, I know that like, <laughs> but, but when, when it's what you love to do, it's your passion. It's, it's not work. It's like, we're it's just, not, we're still enjoying each other. We're still laughing, having a drink or whatever we're doing. But, um, you know, that's how we keep going. Now I got a question for you. I think I know the answer, but I just, I just want to hear it from you. You think you could have been this sexful, successful without your wife? <laughs> Man, that's a trick question. Um, the immediate answer is no. Hmm. Um, but then the flip answer is without my wife and alone, possibly. I'd have just hired yeah. for the task and just went in. This, I, this is all I would have done if I was alone. Um, I don't think I would have been out trying to be the single guy or out partying or doing any of that stuff. Um, but most people who are alone, single, they need to do all of that because 
it's human human right to find companionship, right? It's yeah. we're we're a pack, we're we're pack animals. We need to be around people. Uh, so the immediate answer, like really digesting it, is absolutely not. I yeah. think she plays a major major part in my life and in my businesses. And without her support, I don't know that I would be where I am today. Simple, simple answer. Simple, yeah. long, long answer for a simple, simple no. Yeah. You know? And, and, and it's, you know, it's crazy because you do want to believe like the passions from within, yeah. you're the reason, et cetera, et cetera. But you, you know, every great book says it like you are the epitome of the five people around you. Absolutely. You know, and, and she's one of my five and it's important. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Um, I know a statistic, uh, might not have it spot on, but it's, it's about 85% of millionaires are married. Yeah. And I, I think that's a big part of it. Cause you have to have somebody who can push you an accountability partner who's with you. Um, somebody who has a uh, life focus and vision. So, I think it's yeah. a big part of it. I think so too. I think, you know, I was reading something like that maybe like two, three days ago mm. that said the, the, uh, I think, like you said, 85% of the most successful people in the world have successful marriages. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's pretty impressive when you think about the most successful people in the world have like crazy busy, you know, incredibly uh, demanding schedules. And they still manage to have successful marriages. I think it's so important to have the right person next to you. And, and it's such a careful conversation to have because I've been on stage before and said, if your spouse doesn't support your dreams and goals, you should not be with that person. I've said that out loud. And yeah. then I've gotten off stage and I said, oh, my God, how many divorces did I just create? Right. So it's, it's scary to say that out loud. But I've been married before. Yeah. And I know what it's like to have the wrong person in your life. Mm. I know what it's like to have somebody in your life that downplays your dreams, that doesn't believe in your goals, that doesn't support you, doesn't help you, doesn't do anything to help you, you know? And now, thankfully, I know what it's like to have somebody who uplifts you and puts you on a pedestal. It's like freaking stairway to heaven, then a pedestal, yep. then a throne, you know? And when you got, when you're sitting on that throne, it's because they're holding the ladder for you, you yep. know? And, and, it's, it's man, it's an incredible feeling to have that, you know, it's really incredible to have that. Dave, I know it may hurt some feelings, but uh, when there's conviction, there's conviction. Sometimes you got to tell the truth and, and I don't care, you know, how you feel about yeah. it. Um, yep. You know, it's the truth. But um, look, I want to be respectful of your time. Um, I got so much I could talk to you about. Maybe <laughs> uh, maybe in a little while we can have you on again. You know, I, I awesome, man. appreciate it. I'd be happy to. I got a book coming out um, probably in like three months. I should be done with it. So maybe we talk about the book when it comes out. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Let's gauge for that around three months or so. Yeah. Look, I got something that I love to do on every show, on every episode. So the name of the show is Success Leads Clues Podcast. So I like to point out a couple of clues that I noticed and picked up during our conversation. And I'm quite sure the audience is going to pick up, you know, on their own things. So I, I want to start off with where we left off, and that's with having a good partner, somebody supportive. And um, if, if you're currently not married, I would suggest definitely finding a team and a circle, a core group that, um, you know, can help drive you along that along that path. Oh, yeah. 
Even if you are married, yeah, you know, be careful. Yeah, be careful sure. who you let in your house repeatedly. Mm, yeah, right. Like, listen, <laughs> you know, I, I, people carry tremendous amounts of energy, and if they come into your house and drop off negative energy, uh, slow-minded energy, if they drop that off, you got to carry that too. And it's and it and it takes work to release that energy off of you, you know. But if you constantly have people in your house that have positive mindsets, growth mindsets, you know, business mindsets, or e even entrepreneur mindsets, which is somebody who is incredible at their nine to five and they help the company and they're indispensable, right? Like, like those folks, they come over and they drop off positive energies in your house and those energies just help you grow. So be careful with who you let in your home. Man, today. <laughs> <laughs> I owe you a few dollars, brother. I appreciate it. That was <laughs> so, uh, coffee or a shot you choose. That shot it is. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, you know, I, I picked up that, you know, just not being comfortable, right? Comfortable with being complacent and just being, you know, stuck in your, your daily routine and stuff that doesn't work for you. You're like, hey, look, I got to get up. I got to go to the gym. That's never comfortable, you know, for anybody. Even gym rats have their days when they're like, look, I don't want to do it. But you got to get uncomfortable if you want to be successful. Yeah, and then, it's, uh, you're 100% you're right. It's, you know, look, the gym's a perfect example, you know, but here's the thing about the gym. If you go consistently and you create the habit, the yeah. day that you don't go, you feel really bad about yourself. Mm -hmm. If you can implement those similar habits into your business, like making calls every day to get sales. Yeah. And then, you know, if you create that habit, the day that you decide not to make calls, you're going to feel bad about it. You're going to feel like you didn't accomplish what you were set out to do today. And so you get back into it, you know, equally, the more days go by that you don't hit the gym or make the calls, the harder it is to get back into it. Yeah. You know? Got it. And then the third one I want to point out, is the way you break down and plan your goals. A lot of people have an end goal or a destination, but they don't do the steps of creating the route to that destination, right? And, and you've done that with the billion. You've done that with the million. You're doing that with growing your, um, your, your training and coaching business. You've done it every step along the way. And I think that's what's helped you to reach those goals. I think, you know, if you... It I would tell every dream big. Don't ever dream small. You know, like if you have a dream, take a moment and imagine if it was bigger. You know what I mean? Like just whatever it is, man, you want a Ferrari? Well, which one? Get massively specific with it, right? Um, and then if you can become massively specific with your big dreams, your big goals, then it's much easier to work it backwards and figure out how to get there. And once you start figuring out how to get there, then the research becomes easier because you know specifically what you're trying to research. And then you can implement the things that you learn, which is the hardest part, right? So I, I wrote a book um, many years ago. I wrote a book called The Blueprint. And we talked about this and we talked about creating the plan. Then after talking to people who who, who read the book, I would ask them, you know, so what'd you do about it? And they were like, well, uh, well, uh, then I realized that the plan was important, but the action was more important. Mm -hmm. So I wrote a second book called Take Action. And it's all about actually like doing the work. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And so, and, and so then I would ask people, oh, so you read the book. How was it? How would it do for you? And people are like, oh man. So I came up with this plan. We worked it backwards. We started working the steps. It's a step-by-step, but we're getting there, Dave. And that meant the world to me. I was like, oh yeah, let's go. You know, and, and if you could just work it backwards and really research and take your time, you don't have to jump into anything. You know, when we talk about the 300 videos that we put into this, this uh, platform, please don't imagine that, like, I just spent a weekend in my room and like knocked out 300 videos. It was not like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it was right. a lot of work. It was equipment purchased. It was like, yeah. you know, $5,000 whiteboards, digital whiteboards and shit like that. So it was more clear to the person yeah. looking at the video. Uh, all those things were massively important. And then it was months and months and months of recording, editing, loading into platform, organizing. And so if you're willing to give it, you know, set the really big goal, work it backwards, start taking action and realize that it's not going to happen overnight. That's going to take time to build something. Mm-hmm. And the more attention you give it, the more focus you give it, the more it grows. Right. And the more it grows, eventually, you know, you plant a seed, eventually you have an oak tree. Right. But it's not going to happen tomorrow. It's going to be 20 years from now. If you can have that patience and then surround yourself, like we were talking a little bit ago with the right people to help you push these things to the next level. I mean, the opportunities are tremendous. Man, look, I'm I'm blown away. And your energy is always, like you said, on a thousand. And if it's like this sitting down, I'm glad you took a seat, brother. Would have been a whole lot. You should see how how I do some of my classes. I'm like doing jumping jacks while we're waiting people to log into the to the Zoom. Like I'm doing push-ups. You know, I, I just I believe that energy is everything, man. We gotta have fun. Cool. You know, you gotta have fun doing what you do. You know, you love doing this. I can see it in you. I can see you. I can feel your energy doing this. And, 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 you know, I love giving classes, you know, like I love teaching people and helping people. That's like, you see me in one of those, my energy's like through the roof, you know? And so I'm a big believer in standing up and doing like the whole thing. I got the desk that goes up and down and all that stuff. So, you know, I could sit in the Ben stand, you know? (laughs) All right. I want to remind everybody out there, if you can dream it, you See you guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Success Leaves Clues podcast. Be sure to follow Dr. K on Instagram at Dr. K Washington or the podcast page at Success Leaves Clues podcast. We'll see you here next time.